You are listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. chasers of light to the purveyors of pictures to all of you listening from around the world this is the f11 photography podcast very nice yes yes give it up i am your host kevin deal and joining me your other host mr brandon gory Ah, it's good to be back. Let's do this. I always like saying your other host. Oh, wow. My watch just started talking to me. We both looked at our Apple watches. <laughs> my watch. <laughs> I must have hit something. You notice I always call you my the other host, not the co-host. I don't know why. I, I find I find that being the other host of the show is more equal. I don't know. That's just that's just me. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Is, that, is that how you see it, Kevin? I do. I do. I'm all about equality. Okay. Yes. You got it there. Yes. All right. What are we talking about today, Kevin? So, uh... Before we get started, I want to talk about, uh, so I have a YouTube channel and I review things and I get hit up all the time by companies in China who want me to review LED lights. And, you know, to the point where at first it's like, oh, wow, I'm getting hit up by somebody. This is really cool. But it's now kind of getting to the point where it's like, wow, they're hitting me up to review the exact same light that I reviewed. It's just rebranded. And so I started turning that down. And now I've gotten kind of a little uh, burned out on even just like talking to these people. So like I got contacted by a really large light manufacturer. And I'm not going to name names, but I got contacted by them. I was like, oh, they got my attention. And the tactics they use were so messed up. So they were like, hey, uh, we want you to review this one light of ours. Oh, and by the way, we also have a microphone we want you to review because we were talking about in the last episode, the Rode, uh, Rode uh, go-to mics. And this is a competitor to that. I'm not going to name names, but they were like, oh, you review that as well. And I was like, well, I, I actually have my issues with the Rode go-to. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll take, I want to do the review of that plus the review of this other larger light and then there was like a third light that they were going to give me that was like this is a cheap ass eighty to a hundred dollar light, which I was like, yeah, I'll do a review on that anyway because I'm doing a review of these other two really nice lights. And so, a day or two goes by, and then come back like, oh well, the promo has ended on those two more expensive things that we want you to review. We just want you to review the eighty dollar light, and I'm just like, oh, no. And so they kept doing this to me over and over again, and I finally, and you know, I was kind of sad to do it because it's a really well-known lighting company and I'm not going to name names, but I was just like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that because who, who wants to do a review of an $80 light? You know, if you don't understand how long it takes to make a YouTube episode, you don't just sit down in front of a camera and talk. There's a lot of editing. There's a lot of graphics you have to put in. And, and so I was just like, man, screw that. And so I, I turned them down. I had another company who reached out to me and they finally gave me tracking. So I'm, and actually, you know, I'm not going to drop their name because of the tactic I tried to use. But anyway, what name are you going to drop, Kevin? Nope. Decide, not, make, drop a name. Say, not, say, say any name right now. Just any first name. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Right, so Tom Cruise. No. Okay. So anyway, uh, another 
pretty well-known lighting company reached out to me recently to like, Hey, we want to start a partnership with you. And like, I've been kind of cynical about it. And so I'm like, okay, um, I want to review this light because they, they gave me the choice. So I went to like their most expensive $1,400 light. I was like, I want to review that light. And they came back and were like, okay. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then, it, th- and then I was like thinking like, well, I want the light for, cause we're going to eventually start, um, we're going to eventually start doing live streams of this podcast, uh, start streaming on YouTube. And cause a lot of times we have, we talk about things that you need to see. And so we figured YouTube would be a really great place to where we could hook our laptops up. And if we're talking about somebody's picture, we have a guest in the studio, we can have that, you know, that reference material up. So if you're following along on YouTube, you can see what we're talking about, not just hear what we're talking about. And so uh, I, I went ahead and bought a black magic switcher in anticipation for that. And I don't know where we're going to launch that, but anyway, I was like, I want to get, a light, just throw one light up in the studio. And then that way I don't have to worry about anything. You can just permanently be there and I don't have anything to worry about. Well, uh, I I was like, well, I'll get this for that purpose. And then I realized that the light was like 50 pounds, this huge panel. And while it would be, while I was flattered that the company um, was going to give me a $1,400 light, it wouldn't fit in our studio and I have no practical purpose for it because I don't have a broadcast studio. So I was like, ah, well, it's cool to get a $1,400 light for free. It's just not practical. So I I amended it and I'm only getting like a five or, you know, it's actually about a $700 light that they make. It's a 300 watt second light and they're throwing in a lantern for free. So GVM, uh, they're the company. They're, they, GVM makes some pretty good lights, uh, pretty decent lights. And so GVM is going to give us a light for our podcast, even though they just did it for my YouTube review. I am reviewing that light uh, so we can have a free light for our podcasts going forward with a lantern. So yeah, shout out GVM. Thank you. You have absolutely no idea that you're uh, supplying our podcast studio with our, our video stream now with the lighting, but uh, I got tracking on that, and so uh, I'll be doing the review of that here soon. But today's episode is on that exact same subject of YouTube. So uh, YouTube, if you're listening to this, I guarantee you at some point in time, you've ended up on YouTube, and you've been looking up a photography technique, or you're looking up a review on a particular piece of gear and you go try to find trusted sources that you like. And so on today's episode, we're going to talk mainly about our favorite YouTube channels. We're going to talk about the challenges of running our own YouTube channels uh, because people come to us for advice. And then, you know, maybe we'll talk about uh, some of the things on YouTube that we don't like and that we think sucks. So uh, I guess, where do you want to start Brandon on YouTube talk? I guess I want to start on, uh, let's just get negative right away. Um, first, Talk about the types of YouTube channels we don't like. Let's just go. Let's just do it. I mean, there's, Fuck so, y'all. there's so, okay, I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to start. Okay. How many fucking, fo- like, how many fucking videos come up on your related search where some guy is just like, how to make your, your photos sharper, how to make like non-blurry photos. And then you like, you click on it. Cause you're just like every now and again, you know, you're just like, all right, is there something I'm missing? It's been like 10 years since I've kicked, clicked on a clickbaity fucking title and you click on the video and some guy's just like, you know, make sure that you're not at F 1.8, you know, go to F four. It'll make your photos sharper. Or like, you don't want to get blurry videos, bump your ISO up to a thousand and shoot beyond one sixtieth of a second. I'm just like, you like, fuck you guys. Like, this is like such square one stuff. It's not a secret. No one's hiding this shit. This is common sense. This is like the 101 basics 
of, of operating a camera. And it does have a place. It does have a place like on YouTube and for the beginners who are looking. But when you title it like how to not get blurry photos, it's just like, it's just like no shit. Like, I, blo- well, and, and, and here's the thing. No, no, here's the thing is like, there's thousands of these videos and people still make them. Like, I'm pretty sure that there's somewhere in the world, there's someone editing this video right now with that title. Oh, I'm sure. It's insane. It well, bothers me to no end. I, I, I think I'm have a little bit of pushback on that and that um, technology advances. And yes, there are. So for instance, a uh, pre Canon RF 85 1.2 RF 51.2, you could make the claim of don't shoot wide open or it'll be soft. You can't make that claim anymore. You can shoot those lenses wide open and they're super sharp. The same goes for my Viltrox 75 1.2 for Fuji. So there are technological advancements that somewhat change that one specific thing you talked about, but I do agree with you in general. No, but that's not the conversation they're having. They're, they're just talking about being out of focus, not even like sharpness. Well, out of focus, out of focus also can happen from, so, so here's another thing. Here's, here's, an, here's another pushback I'll have on that. People would say, don't shoot with the, the older Canon EF 85 1.2 because you'll miss the eye. But did you miss the eye because of the lens or did you miss the eye because of the archaic autofocusing system and the older cameras? Whereas with the newer mirrorless cameras with the better eye detect, I actually nail the eye uh, with that lens, even shallow. Now the other, the other eye, if they're, if they're turned a little bit, will be out of focus, but that is intentional. I'm doing that on purpose. But the one thing I 110% agree with you on, and this you, is something you're going to, you're going to push back arguing one, a 1.2 lens on a very specific like focusing situation with a single camera but that's not a pushback that's not a pushback that's an exception that's a very very niche exception and and the people that are watching these videos don't even have the money to grab a 1.2 like that's out of the question but that's they not get even a, a pushback but mostly people have the money to buy a 1.8 no but that's what what i'm saying is like that's not even in the conversation of the videos this is like they're addressing like oh this is why you're taking blurry shots because you're at 1.8, just bump it up to like well, 5.6 and you won't miss the shot. Like- my, my main gripe is clickbait. I, I fucking hate clickbait. And I have only done one, I think, I think I've released 63 YouTube videos since last year. And I've only done one YouTube release where the title was kind of clickbaity. And no surprise. Uh, so I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out some of my averages. I don't care. Um, my videos on average get 97 point something percent likes and 3% dislikes, which by the way, who the fuck goes around disliking things? Like if I don't like a video on YouTube, I just skip to the next video. Like I don't even care about hitting the thumbs down. I just move on with my life. But there are people out there who need to be important or feel important. And so they, they, you know, they won't leave a a comment, but they'll still give you the the dislike. It's it's dignifying your own negative outlook on life, which is ironic for me to say, because I'm the one who started the negativity section. Well, I have, I, I have negativity myself. I just, don't see the value in throwing it out in the open with uh, like YouTube comments and stuff like that. But anyway, so I have like a 97%, 97 plus percent uh, like to dislike ratio on my stuff, which is, you know, I think that's fine. But uh, it's just like people, like I found that when I do use clickbait titles though, with the, which I've only done once, and it, I would say it was kind of a gray area clickbait, but it was, it was, it was enough where it was like, it asked a question, but kind of got you to click on the link. Um, that one I think had like a 93% like rate 
So mm-hmm. it's still still an A if we're talking in terms of school, but four or five points lower than normal. And so people do react negatively to clickbait. And I do too. Now I don't leave the dislike. I'm just like, well, I don't want to watch this guy's channel anymore. Um, if you know, I don't like clickbait stuff. It's like one of one of the videos. It may not be my most popular video I've ever released, but it's the one that gets the most thank you comments on it. Is I have a video where I said, here's how you take, uh, here's how you use flash in a Mamiya RB67. You know, because if you're old, you know how to do it because that was just what you did. But newer people, like people who are newer to film, they're like, oh my God, I'm, you know, film's $2 a shot now. I'm super afraid to take pictures with it. And I go, this is exactly what I do with the Mamiya RB67. And I, I show them exactly how I take practice shots and stuff without wasting film. And then when I kind of get things all fine tuned the way I want to, I immediately put my film back on and start shooting. I get so many thank yous on that. And the title of the, of the, of the uh, video is just how to use flash with your Mamiya RB67. It's like, does flash work? Well, not Mamiya RB67. Click to find out. Or, or here's the problem with the Mamiya RB67 and flash. Like I don't like titles like that. And that That's, always pisses me that, off. That doesn't sound clickbaity to me. That sounds pretty like within the realm. As someone, as but, someone who but that's works, even, that's I even work great. I, I work in YouTube. Like I work in the yeah, YouTube space. But that's even as to me, that's clickbaity enough. Like people, you know, I'm not gonna name, but people are like, here's a problem with Canon. Yeah, that's clickbaity. Like, well, what's the problem? You have to get to click to find out. And then you go in and you watch like an eight and a half minute video. And finally, like a third, there's a little 30 second clip that's like between eight and a half minutes and nine minutes where they say, here's the problem with Canon. And it's something super fucking benign. That's Uh, clickbait. You know who does, you know, who does that really well. And it's not, it's like, well, that specific style of clickbait is, is a, there's a photographer and his works, you know, his works really good. He, he gives great instructional videos and he's kind of just been like a, you know, like a man of the map masses, a populist, if you will, of the YouTube channels, King Japes. He's this dude who lives in, I think it's like San Francisco or San Jose. And he'll title a video just like, um, you know, how to, you know, like how to do street photography or how to zone focus for like street photography or, or something. He'll do something like that. And then the first eight minutes of his like 30 minute video is just him like in his car, like eating breakfast or shit. Yeah, that, that's him right there. And so like not all of his videos are like that, but like a significant amount of them to the point where I just had to stop watching him because like he'll just like start his video with like almost a vlog and just talk about his day and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, it's, I want to I see the content. I want to learn how to zone focus so I can Bruce Guild and some old ladies. You know what I mean? we have to walk a little bit of a line in the YouTube world. So like I've slowly started implementing commercials for Luminar Neo. I have slowly started implementing plugs for this podcast on my YouTube channel. Uh, I have like a quick 10 second thing where I, t- I plug the pod and you, you know, you can go and look at the stats and you'll see that there's a drop off. Some people will tune out cause they just don't want to see any ads of any kind. It's like, well then get YouTube premium bitch. But, um, I have to sit through ads all the time. And, um, we have to make money, you know, as YouTubers, like well, we're no, not doing this for, for the fun of yeah, it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with an ad playing through the video. It, you know, it's just like, okay, if you're getting value out of the video, the ad's fair. I'll tell you what is annoying is when I want to edit and I want to put on a mix of, uh, Hernan Cataneo at like, you know, his live set in Ibiza and there's an ad every fucking nine minutes. It's a three hour set. So I got, I got YouTube premium, uh, for that exact reason. Ibiza. I like I have the the lisp going with the uh, the Spanish accent, or as the rest of the world calls it, Ibiza. 
Ibiza. Yeah. Ibiza. No. It's Sasha no, I, and I from Ibiza. I grew up with a British mom, and so she'd make fun of the, the Cockney accent like growing up, and she'd be like, I'm going to Ibiza, innit? And she'd, she'd do stuff like that. I'm going to Ibiza. And so my mom would always say that, even before I knew what like rave music was. And, and then it started making sense. So Brandon's mom, he's making fun of your accent. Louise, Lulu. There you go. Coming up. We're going to talk about our favorite YouTube channels and why we like them. You are listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. All right. So I have a bunch of categories for different types of YouTube channels that I have found Bro to be helpful. Photos. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, let's just start. Let's I, I, just start. That's got to be your top. Let, let's start with our overall. I'll start with my overall favorite channels. Fronos Photos. Yep. And. Here's the thing. Jared Pullen gets a lot of hate, a lot of, a lot of hate. And the reason why people don't like him is because of his personality. He's from, he's from Philly. He has a strong personality. I, I get it. The first time I saw him, it was just like, Fronos photos. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, whoa, like too much, too strong. But then I sat back and I gave it a chance. And this is just like we talked about when Vanessa Joy was in here. The first time I came across Vanessa Joy's channel, it was like, who's this lady in this like beautiful, like white trims, uh, you know, attic in New Jersey somewhere, this very Northeastern, like who's this lady talking to me about RF 50 millimeter 1.2s, whatever. But then she won me over. But anyway, it was the same thing with Jared Poland. So uh, I would give him the best overall. And here's, here's the thing. I remember, you know, okay, who's this guy who's shouting? Why do you have to shout out the TV? Whatever. But I, I can remember specific episodes of his that stuck out with me. So first and foremost, I remember I was, this is back before I even had mirrorless. He's been around for over a decade. Uh, he's over a million, like a million and a half, like followers. I mean, very, yeah. very awesome. Well, well Congrats. deserved. Well yeah. deserved, by the way. And and this is when I knew that his, his channel was going to go places. And he was probably already like, well, along his trajectory before I noticed this, but I was looking at the Canon 5 uh, DSR, which was their high megapixel version of, of, uh, of just, you know, it was basically a 5d, but the 5d SR was the higher megapixel version. And he did some episode where he was out, I don't know, like in Utah or something like that. And there's this beautiful drone footage. And I was just, I, I sat back and I was like, wow, the production quality of his channel is magnificent. And of course it should be, you're a photographer, right? You have all this great gear, but I was just like, wow, this guy really puts in a lot of effort. And then other, other things that stood out to me is he also put out an episode where he talked about uh, his origins in YouTube where he showed his very first videos he tried to make and they were fucking horrible, absolutely terrible. He was just kind of like, eh, 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 you know, like, like super uncomfortable in front of the camera, but he did it on purpose to let you know that, Hey, this is where I was. And this is where I am. And I guarantee you that that video inspired me to go, well, I can make my own YouTube channel. You know I mean? I, I can't look that bad. Right. I don't, I'm not making fun of him. I mean, he probably made, he made fun of himself and clearly look where he's at now. He's doing great. He gets invited to all these beautiful, these badass conferences and everything. So, and then also another thing he does is he makes like instruction manuals. So like when I bought the Canon EOS R, I didn't read the manual. And by the way, there's people out there who are like, Oh, read the fucking manual. Some people aren't that type of learner. Some people need visual learning. Yeah, I'm, I'm better with visual learning. And so he made a, a beginner's guide to the, the EOSR. And uh, when I bought the EOSR, I just sat there for an hour and a half and watched this video. And I'm like, cool. I know how to use my camera now. I, I bought my Nikon Z8 the same day I reviewed 
or the same day I watched Poland's review on the Z8. <laughs> he just, I went through the whole thing. I listened to every, every beat. Did of you that send video. him a check? Is his check in the mail? No, I, I like every, like, like he just went over every single spec, stacked it against the, the, the Sony a one and the, what is it? The Canon? Was it the R three? Is that the competitors? The R five? Uh, I mean, I, I think the Z8 probably goes against the R5, but it does have some features that go head to head with the R3. So, but I don't think I think it's more and more R5 competitor. Yeah. Okay. So it, I, I'd have to agree with you on Jared Poland. Jared Poland's definitely up there. In fact, my, one of my favorite things that I appreciate that Jared does is he tests the autofocus on camera systems so damn well, and he'll set it up in a field. And you've seen these videos, and he'll with his massive like Jufro. He'll just start like he'll just start bobbing and weaving in front of the camera like, you know, like he's doing fake football drills and he doesn't stop. And he just does this erratic dancing, completely deadpan and just like, you know, mouth a little bit slack jaw kind of open like, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And he'll he'll do that. And it'll be a five minute segment on the different types of autofocus and different tracking for different cameras and, and comparatively. And I find it I find it so much fun. But um, no, one one of my I'd say since we're in agreement with that channel, I'm going to throw another channel into the mix here and it's three blind mice and an elephant and i mentioned this in another episode and they have a very sophisticated um gear review they're they're a youtube channel that um it's it's a bunch of guys who work out of a studio using some of the best gear uh the world has to offer and but they also have a great knowledge of consumer cameras and so they they really give you an understanding of what quality different cameras are compared to the best and kind of like they have a great understanding of really affordable cameras and a really great understanding of really, really expensive cameras, expensive glass. And so they can kind of elucidate what you're getting for the money, the value you're getting. Um, they, you know, like Hugh, one of the main guy, Hugh just has knowledge that seems off the top of his head. Like he just knows, um, the vignetting, like the, the parameters of vignetting for probably like 300 lenses off the top of his head. And he compares gear so well, um, that uh, he, he's definitely influenced a lot of, a lot of my decisions in purchasing gear. I haven't watched that channel as much as you have, but anytime I've gotten curious about Leica stuff, that's usually the channel it lands on. And that's, that's the channel that's been the most useful to me. And yes, his, his advice has always been, uh, really awesome. Hey, this is Vanessa Joy, and you're listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. Another channel of mine that I would say is overall a favorite of mine, formerly DP Review, but uh, DP Review's I gone. Love, I love that website. Chris, but DP Review's gone. I think like Amazon bought it and they decided to shut it down. So Chris and Jordan, the two Canadians who do all those reviews, they're now at Petapixel. They they're, they moved over there. Love their reviews. Dorky Canadian guys, but... Uh, because I they, they do a lot of Fuji reviews, I love that because I'm a Fuji guy, and so they tend to be my go-to for that. But I also just like their personalities. I think their reviews tend to be fair. I don't think that they're, they sound like uh, shills. There are people out there who are shills who sound like that they're just like – you know, carrying the water for certain manufacturers. And I don't get that out of Chris and Jordan. Uh, and I think they've got a really good balance. So Chris is the stills guy, Jordan's the video guy. And so it's sort of like, Hey, rather than trying to be uh, an expert on everything, we have somebody who really excels in one area and somebody who really excels in the other. And then it's like, okay, I've, I've reviewed the, the, the pictures. Now we're going to review the video specs and he kicks it over to Jordan. 
And Jordan tells you what he likes and doesn't like. And so I've always been a huge fan of Chris and Jordan, who are now of Petapixel. So check them out. We're going to put the links to all these channels. This is a free plug. Really outside of Vanessa Joy, I don't personally know most of these people. Uh, I've run into them on occasion, maybe had some comments back and forth on social media, but I don't really know a lot of these people. So I'm really just plugging their channels because they've helped me and helped us. And so um, did you want to say something? No, I was, I was going to, like, I've got a number of different channels I want to talk about. Awesome. Well, I'm going to move on to lens reviews. Okay. We, right. we, we like we like Jared Pollan, and I think he did a great job, but I do think there are some very specific types of reviews we can click with. If you are in the market for a lens, I want you to go listen to this majestic Welsh voice of Christopher Frost. He has... The I, I don't like technical reviews. I don't like technical reviews. I like to see real world stuff. His technical reviews are the only technical reviews I can stomach. I think that they are fantastic. They are short. They are sweet. They are to the point. They are bookmarked. If you just need to figure out how sharp a lens is, you can go right to it real fast. He uses the exact same test every time. Go check out Christopher Frost. And then I would say the person who is a little... I would say also check out Gordon Lang, Gordon Lang. That's L A I N G love Gordon Lang. I think he also does really great reviews of lenses and cameras. Now, Brandon, I'm going to kick it over to you because there are some more YouTubers you want to talk about that you like. So go ahead. I think, well, first and foremost, like uh, I think another mutual that we really enjoy, and this guy is fantastic with showing you how to technically shape light at a very, 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 very high-end level. And most of his gear is brawn color. I think you already know who I'm talking about. Carl Taylor. Carl Taylor uh, from Visual Education, uh, that channel on YouTube. This guy, um, I just want to put a really, real quick insert about this guy, is if you have, if you don't know where you're at with lighting, if you don't know the shape of light, if you don't know how to interact with it, how to how to bring it into your process as a photographer, the visual education channel with Carl Taylor is for you. His breakdowns are easy, advanced, um, and and very insightful. I agree. And even though most of his reviews are of things that cost the price of a car, yes. the, 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 the lessons to take in them are great. Now, if you don't have the price of a car to spend on lights and you want to go down into the Godox Flashpoint world, go to Sharpen with Rob Hall. Mm -hmm. He is the more technical guy. He will get in. And he will explain to you why you need to use corrective gels on your lights. And he'll explain to you, hey, the Godox 8100 has this weird green color cast. Here's how you counteract it. But his reviews are also very easy to follow. And they're technical, but they're not like over your head technical. However, there is one channel. And this kind of reminds me in a, in a way of Jared Pollan and that his personality is very strong and that he's somewhat in, of an acquired taste. But I want to plug his channel because I think especially if you're a super budget person, budget-minded person, it's Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S, Pix, P-I-X. If you want to learn on the cheap how to get amazing off-camera flash results, Marcus Pix is the way to go. Now, what's what's great about Marcus Pix is this guy is like, he was in the movie industry and he made millions and millions of dollars. The guy owns Ferraris, Lamborghinis. I mean, he's super, super rich. He can buy whatever he wants, but he's just like, yeah, I can afford it. But this is, this. I, I, here's how you can do it for like $20. Like he's, he, he like MacGyver that shit up. And 
he does an incredible job of appealing to the budget-minded person. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I could buy Profoto or Braun Color, but check out what you can do with this little $200 Godox setup and, you know, take it on vacation. And, you know, he's very much like me in that he wants portability. He wants things to be small. And so Marcus picks awesome for lighting. Now, if you're a studio lighting person, uh, Marcus picks is more of an on location person. Rob Hall is more of a corporate headshots type of guy. Now that's very much painting with a broad brush on Rob, Rob Hall. He does do creative portrait studios, but if you want to, in my opinion, see the best channel for portrait studio lighting, go check out Lindsay Adler. Her channel is awesome. I actually own her, uh, her gobo spot modifier from Westcott. Uh, if you want to learn how to do creative stuff in the studio for free, go check out her stuff. And I even paid like a hundred dollars for a creative live account, uh, for a year. And all I did was I, I bought the hundred dollar creative live account just to watch all of her videos on how to do studio lighting. Cause you know, one of the biggest compliments people give me is they go, wow, Kevin, you're really good at studio lighting. And, and that gets me a lot of paid work. And I'm just telling you straight up, a lot of those creative live Lindsay Adler videos are what I learned on. And so, you know, if you want, if you want to learn where I learned, go check out Lindsay Adler. She is awesome. And then uh, on the pro photo side, I would give a plug for Vanessa joy. I think that Vanessa joy explains, uh, the pro photo light stuff in the most layman, simple terms. She's not too technical. She's just like, here's how you use the light and here's, you know, situational awareness of when to use this or that. And so give her plugs for that. But that's, that's my thing on lights. What do you want to talk about? I wanted to get into film channels. And now when it comes to film, uh, film holds a very special place in my heart. I don't, um, I'll just be very plain and open. I don't give a shit about the technical aspects of film. Now, there are a lot of guys who um, give great technical aspects on film. And there are a lot of guys who are super fucking boring, who take pictures of gas stations and aren't really great photographers. They're just doing it on film. Go no, on. No, no, no. The technical... <laughs> Kevin, please. Please. The guys who go into the technical stuff, they'll give you a 30 minute like review of like how far you can push Portrait 400 and then they'll take a photo. Of That's a gas the same. Station. Per- yes. And then they'll take <laughs> a photo of a gas. Station. We're not going to name names. Go on. Yeah. Like, oh, I found this really great fucking mound in the middle of the grasslands here. I'm going to wait three hours for the sun to come up. So it hits the fog just right and take a photo with my large format. And then I'm going to talk about it for 15 fucking minutes. And then that's my video. Like, it's so, it, and exactly. it looks like an iPhone photo with a film type filter put exactly, on it. Exactly, exactly. And so it's, look, look, I'm going to preface this with like, yes, there is a magic in the process. And a lot of these guys, they're the kind of guys that they use or they take photos to use their equipment. There's people who use their equipment to take photos. They take photos to use their equipment and they like to talk about it. They like to talk about the process. They like the, the emulsion and the lateral and the, it's mustard above the shoulders. So they are, they are the, okay. I don't like this term, but sometimes it's true. They say those that can't do teach. There are people that will talk about equipment because they literally suck at photography, but they love the equipment. There are exceptions to the, those who can't do teach. And that's, that's, that's some of these people, but anyway, go on. That being said, that all being said, I don't want to shit on these guys too much. They're boring. They're monotone. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the big film channels, a lot of the big film photographer channels, Io Greer, Willem Verbeek, Corey Wolfenberger, you know, negative feedback, um, grainy days. Uh, you know, the, the, the list goes on. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, they're my age, uh, mid to late twenties and but trust fund babies there. I mean, sure. Yeah. Willem Verbeek dropped out of, uh, God Parsons college, uh, you know, grew like 
traveled between Belgium a lot and, and dropped out of Parsons College, which is the number one design college in, in the United States. And, um, you know, he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to drop out because I don't need to be there uh, and, uh, you know, do film stuff. All it, these, it worked out. Yeah, it worked, he seems I mean, to have a lot of followers. Out. Out. You know, I can't hate it. I mean, David Beckham's son went to Parsons and decided, you know, wanted to be a photographer, released a photo book. And like, it's probably the worst photography you've ever fucking seen. Like it's and not even like bad, good, like not even bad, good. Just like, you know, like six year old with a camera, like no clue. But anyways, I digress. Now I love these channels because I don't, I don't watch these channels to, uh, to learn about photography. I locked, I watch these channels to experience photography because that's what they're good at. They're good at showing you the experience of photography. Their, their production value is insane. These guys don't miss exposure. They don't, they don't like, they don't take bad photos. You know what I mean? Which channels in spe specifically are you talking All about? All of them. I like Granny Days. I think Granny Days no, is but like, entertaining these guys, as fuck. These guys, they're like, they have like, it's a commune. Like they all go road tripping together. Like they all use the same cameras. They're like, they have the highest quality gear. They don't shoot on the go. They don't run and gun. What they do is they, like every fucking photo they take is probably like a three minute, like breath of fresh air. You know, the exposure is impeccable. The editing is impeccable. I don't look at a single photo that they've taken and go like, oh, that doesn't belong in like a National Geographic magazine. Like they just, they hit, they hit it every single time. And, and as they should, they have the money, the resources, and they've been doing this for so long um, that they are definitely making the most of what film has to offer. Now, you know, are they, are they in their mid to late twenties and, and dress like, you know, adolescents from the eighties? Yes. You know, it's hard to take them seriously. Like they talk about photography and they have so much authority on the subject, but like you look at them, you're like, geez, like, you, you know, these guys are 14 years old. Like I, they, I like, I, I like, like it's bizarre. Is it Jason Comerfeld, the grainy days guy. He's funny. He makes fun of himself a lot. I like his sense of humor. His sense of humor is like he, right up. My he's alley. the only one with self-awareness. I'm pretty sure he's the only one who like actually like, you know, knows what it means to fucking like work, you know, everyone else like, like Joe Greer is like, you know, he's just a diva sometimes. And that's not to shit on Joe. His photos are, are amazing. He's, he's developed into this amazing documentary style of photography. Like, you know, he's very much telling the story, you know, he's, he's like, he's like kind of like the Bob Dylan. He went from like, you know, just like an asshole to like, okay, like he's still an asshole, but like his work's there to bolster it. So it's fine. Um, but I love Jason. I love his photography. Uh, I like that he's honest with his work. You know, it's not, you know, the bar isn't unapproachable. He's a normal guy. He's very relatable. And his work over the last five years, because I've been watching him for five years, has gotten to a point where it's just like, okay, like, you know, he still makes fun of himself, still makes fun of his photography, but he doesn't have to anymore because he's just gotten to the, gotten to a point where his photos are, you know, they're nice. I'd have them on my wall. Technical film reviews. I mean, you talk about experiencing film photography and I think that's great. And I think that's a, I can't think of a better way to describe some of these channels as experiencing the, the process of shooting on film photography. I, I think you're right on that. But, uh, and I don't know if this guy's shooting as much on film anymore, but have you ever watched Matt Day's channel? That's the guy I couldn't think of. Yeah, 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 definitely. He does good technical reviews. He does. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I think he's shooting like Leica monochrome now, digital. I don't, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't watched his channel in the last couple of months, but, but I don't know if he's shooting as much film as he was before, Ooh. but his, his channel to me was like a super trusted short, source for film. Do we want to, do we want to talk about Peter McKinnon's switch to film? That's a, that's, that's, we'll, we'll get there. Right we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. Um, so coming up, we're going to talk about our favorite video channels. 
Hi, this is Ethan Tran, and you're listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. So I'm going to lead off with my favorite video channel. So I'm not a I'm not a videographer, so I'm I'm kind of curious as to what, what how I'm going to fall on the subject versus Brandon because Brandon is much more of a videographer, cinematographer than I am. Uh, I just shoot YouTube channel stuff for myself, but the the channel that I love watching the most is Damian Cooper. Yeah, he used to call his channel Monkey Pixels. I think he's from he's from Europe. I don't know where. I don't know he's from like Scandinavia or, or in the Netherlands or somewhere like that. But I find that his uh, even though his his stuff can be somewhat technical to the non videographer such as myself, I can follow his stuff really well. And I'll take it one further. There's a guy who seems to be emerging. His channel just started a couple of years ago, but. I challenge you to find someone who explains and has a more clear pronunciation and is easier to follow than a, this guy named Todd Domini. His guy, this guy, Todd Domini, he doesn't have a ton of followers yet, but he's, he's a channel that I think will be big soon. It's starting to get big. I mean, big manufacturers are sending him equipment. So he's, he's getting, he's getting access to cooler stuff than I'm getting, which makes sense because his channel's bigger, but also, his his reviews for video are great, and he he's actually Todd. You might like Todd's stuff because he goes really in depth on LUTs. So uh, now he shoots mainly Canon, so it may not be totally relatable for you. But some of the like he'll still like review LUTs from specific manufacturers and stuff, and you might be able to apply it to what you do. But check his work out. Who are your favorite channels, or do you want to talk about video channels that I've already talked about, or what do you want to talk about well, with video? That's that's the thing, dude. Like video is very interesting. Um, I come from a background of like I come from a cinema background. Um, I was, I was born and raised on, on the best cinema. Uh, my dad was, you, you know, I grew up, my dad was writing screenplays till early hours of the, of the evening. I, his office was right next to my bedroom growing up and I've, I have memories of just falling asleep to him typing away. He's got, you know, lots of screenplays and eventually turned one of those screenplays into a movie. And so there'd be times in third grade where I'd be dragged out of class to, you know, drive up to LA, be on set for, for a film or Yorba Linda or wherever the hell we were going. I was, you know, I was like, I was like nine at the time. No, I was like five, four, five, six, seven. I don't know. But that being said is I don't watch a lot of like, uh, like I don't have like a go-to for technical stuff um, because a lot of a lot of the things I need to know for recording video are like, okay, um, you know, where where does my waveform need to be? What's the, like what I've been getting into right now is like, what's the best uh, best way to record and expose for log? You know, uh, what sort of like, what sort of compression <clears throat> am I going to look at or, and what sort of like noise levels are, am I looking at when I, you know, bump the ISO from the native 800 N-Log um, on Nikon and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of my technical background comes from working as a videographer at, um, at a nine to five where uh, my boss, the, the video director, actually taught me a lot about recording video. Um he, you know, we had, we were shooting on an FX six, a Sony FX six. That was my first experience. He taught me how to grade. He taught me how to make LUTs and DaVinci. He taught me how to expose like video cards, like, like recording speed, uh, sub sampling heat and you know, like, like difference between eight bit, 10 bit, 12 bit, uh, the visual difference versus the hypothetical technical difference. So like I had a really great teacher. He wasn't a very creative guy. He's kind of a dickhead. Um, but, and when it came to technical stuff, he gave me the rundown and like, um, very brutally, like, like taught me, like, it wasn't a, like a fun experience. Um, it was kind of more like, you know, you don't know shit, like time to time to learn because you know, you're wasting my time kind of thing. But that's what happens when you get hired at some companies. So uh, <laughs> all that to say that 
a lot of the channel, like the number one channel I look at, like religiously, is is a colorist named Wakaz Kazi. W A Q A S and then Q A Z I. Um, just because you know you can't see the spelling on here. And if you're shooting in log as a videographer, like there's a there's a fat chance that your workflow is dog shit. There's a fat chance that you're using a Rec. 709 conversion and you're, you're, you're color grading it after the fact in a way that compresses. Yeah, that's him in a way that compresses your footage to a point where it's like, you shouldn't, you know, like it just ruins image quality. And there's a lot of ways to ruin image quality using nodes on DaVinci Resolve, uh, whether you be clipping into different colors, whether you're masking all that sort of stuff. Wow. That work looks insane. Yeah. So that color grading looks amazing. Well, he, what he does is his jobs all he does is commercial work for high-end brands. Like he doesn't like he does feature films and high-end brands. He doesn't do like, you know, stupid shit like like uh personal or um or you know, like retail stuff like that. He like he only does like Acura. I Honda. do retail stuff. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. But like he will show you how to take Ari Alexa footage and not destroy it because because you give Ari Alexa footage to any guy who's used to working with an FX3, they will most likely destroy that footage or, or um, you know, make nodes in a process that are just going to devalue the footage completely. They're, they're going to incorrectly um, grade. And so one thing that Wakaz said to me, or <laughs> to me, one thing that he said that makes a, that it, it speaks volumes about grading is if your whites are white, and your blacks are black, and your skin is looking normal, anything else um, he can sell you on. Anything else is fine. And so when you look at a film, next time you look at Blade Runner or any film with high-end grading, check any of the scenes. The skin will be normal. It won't be pushed in the magentas, the blues, the yellows. It'll be normal. The whites and the neons will be white. The blacks will be black. But... But and then everything in between will be everything in between is the grade, and that's a really, really expensive, high quality look. And he teaches you how to do that with even pro, uh, prosumer and consumer grade cameras that shoot log. It's well, amazing. I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bookmarking that one because I haven't really seen his channel. But now that I've seen his channel, that's fucking awesome. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Non technical reviews. You talked about experiencing the process of shooting film. I'm gonna plug a guy from Australia that if you're just a portrait photographer and you just want to experience shooting portraiture in a super relaxing way with some chill lo-fi playing in the background, Mitch Lally. Mitch Lally is a really cool portrait photographer. He mainly shoots on Sony and sometimes Canon. It's probably why you're, you're giving me a blank stare like you don't know who he is because he doesn't shoot on Nikon. But his, I find his reviews uh, and just his, 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 his work to be really awesome. Not another non-technical channel, but super entertaining is Kai. You, you know who Kai Wong is, right? Oh, uh, I have to. Let me look him up real quick. Kai is hilarious. He's like from Hong Kong. He He's just oh, a scoop. Yeah, Kai is, Kai is entertaining as fuck, dude. I love Kai. No camera is good enough for Kai. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kai's awesome. I love him though. His he's goofy, and his, I forget who his partner in crime is. The videographer. He he, he kind of he kind of reminds me of Chris and Jordan from Petapixel, like the their their dynamic duo. Uh, uh, but you know, they're he's, just from Hong Kong. He's informed <laughs> a lot of my purchases from Nikon for sure, and that like early days. Like I think uh, I think after watching his review of the Nikon D seven fifty, that's that's why I, I, I feel like he used to be a lot bigger than he is now. Like he's kind. Of, I don't want to say he's fallen off. Like in the, his content's gotten worse. It, like every time I watch him, he's still the same old entertaining guy. I, wasn't he a part of a bigger 
like review company a while back. And like, that's probably why we saw him more. Cause they were pushing his visibility out more versus personal channel. But yeah, I look at his well, personal channel. He still almost has a million well, followers. Here's, here's what it is. If you're not doing shorts these days, you're dead in the water. He's got two shorts. Yeah. I have one short. I have one yeah. short as our, from our, our YouTube episode we did together for the, uh, the Holga. Yeah. That's the only short I have. And I'm, I guess I need to start making more shorts. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at his views on YouTube. Like he has enough money to to pay for like a, a like a part time video editor that just churns out shorts for him. Yeah, and that, would, that would triple his viewership. I'll let you know when I get there. I want to do two more shout outs uh, for thing. I, I know Brandon won't care about these, but if you're a Fuji user, Paltatech. Paltatech is 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 in my opinion the best Fuji channel on the market. Like in like, you know, all of YouTube, go check out Paltatech. That's P A L. T, I'm sorry, P-A-L, the number two, and then tech, T-E-C-H. Pal the Tech is a very awesome channel. I mean, even if you're not a Fuji user, his channel is super entertaining. And another Fuji user I want to shout is Omar Gonzalez. Omar Gonzalez is, he's the best make fun of yourself YouTuber on, on the entire photography community. His his reviews are less technical than Pal the Tech. His are just like, they're perfect for the person if you're coming over from Nikon or Canon or one of those systems and you want to come over to Fuji and have a very uh, easy review where you're having your handheld the whole time. Omar's the guy for that. Another shout out for something. If you're getting into infrared and ultraviolet, there really is only one channel. And I'm actually going to bolster up my infrared and ultraviolet stuff on my YouTube channel because there's literally nobody out there doing it. And that is Rob Shea, S-H-E-A, like Shea Stadium. But uh, to, to round this episode out today... Let's talk about channels that we don't like. This is Jason Berkman, and you're listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. All right, so we're back, and we're going to talk about channels that we don't like, and then also maybe channels that we should maybe check out more. And I'm going to start off with the channel that I've seen every now and then, and I seem to like the content, but I really haven't sat down and given it enough of a chance. And that is Manny Ortiz. I find that uh, every time I land on his channel, it seems to be very informative, very professionally done. But for whatever reason, I never go to his channel. And so maybe I'm just doing it to kind of bookmark it. Uh, I'll go back and listen to this episode and go, oh, yeah, I need to go check out Manny Ortiz's stuff because it seems to be pretty awesome. And he's got a shit ton of followers. I think he's over a million now. And he's he gets invited out to all the big major events like Sony. He's he's up there with Jared Pullen and as far as uh, how much you know, how popular it is and all. I just for whatever reason haven't gotten around his, to it. His production values kind of just low. Is know? it? It is. Yeah, I, I like I I've definitely like looked at his videos for uh, film and digital reviews and just like, you know, good content. Boring, you know. Is it? Just, okay. yeah. So so um, you marked that under one you're just kind of yeah, man about. Same, same with same with the art of photography, you know. Good channel, like very informative, like Definitely like very sophisticated um, view on photography. Uh, very well connected guy. Uh, very well known in the professional photographer space. But just not, you know, not memorable. Yeah, I, not, and not he's, got, he's got, he's got, he's um, got, yeah, he's got 812,000 subscribers. And by the way, it's so funny because Brandon and I both have YouTube channels and neither one of us have cracked 4,000 followers and we're like making fun of people who have like a million followers like oh yeah fuck that guy that guy's like raking in money i don't even consider myself a youtuber it's kind of just like a hobby at this point 
I am. I'm. I know you just got monetized, so congratulations, Kevin. Oh, I got monetized, you know, about a year ago. But I'm, I'm, I am, yeah, I'm, I'm at like the four thousand subscriber mark somewhere there. I, I, I want to be at ten. I want to be at ten, and then I want to get to a hundred. If I get to a hundred, anything beyond that, I'm just like, all right, whatever. We'll see where that goes. But uh, I, I'm, I don't really follow the art of photography. Uh, I, I, I can't say I've really. I, maybe I've stumbled across his videos. I don't know. Maybe he's just been around a long time. Maybe his stuff is really awesome. I couldn't tell you. I, I don't really, um, you know, like, like uh, he, he has, so I'm looking at it. He has 812,000 subscribers, but some of his, some of his, like he has something that he released 4,000 or four months ago that has 16,000 reviews. My best, my best video, which I released a little over a year ago has almost 30,000. So I have videos that have, I mean, yes, he only released it four months ago and I released mine 12 months ago, but he also has 812,000 subscribers versus 4,000 subscribers. So, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not accusing him of buying fake followers. I don't, I'm not saying that he's probably just, he, it looks like a very specific review. Like it's a little Zhihun light. So I, I doubt that that's going to play as well as like a Nikon Z8 review, which I'm looking at a Z8 review right now as 131,000, but, uh, it just seems like, uh, maybe he plays the game of put out qu quantity to stay relevant and keep your, keep your stuff out there. I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. I'll let you know if I ever get up to 812,000 subscribers, like the art of photography does, but yeah, his, his channel doesn't look very appealing to me. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple other channels that don't appeal to me. One, you talk about uh, channels that put you to sleep. As technical as I am. I think I just remembered something. What? Oh, wait. As technical as I am, and, I, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking shit about this guy because his reviews are actually very thorough and very, um, very well done in terms of giving you content, but Dustin Abbott puts my ass to sleep. This Canadian guy... Uh, his reviews, like I said, the content in his reviews, if you pay attention, are great. It's really hard for me to pay attention to his reviews. I tend to fall asleep. I tend to go over to, you know, for a lens review, I'll go over to Christopher Frost or Gordon Lang, or if Jared Pullen happens to, you know, review it, I'll go to him. But Dustin Abbott kind of puts me to sleep. But go ahead. What were you going to say? There's a really great channel, and all of his videos absolutely fuck. And there, <laughs> did you just say his videos absolutely fuck? Yeah. Is that a, is that a Gen Z thing? I don't know. Come on. That sounds, it's bitching. You know what I mean? That's a, yeah. His videos are absolutely, they fuck. absolutely slap the tits, man. Go ahead. They do. His videos fuck. And, and he doesn't do quantity, which is a shame because I love his videos. The production value is better than um, any, any video, any YouTuber I've mentioned so far. It's the name is Jamie Windsor. And he his passion for photography is so obvious and just so there. He talks about the technical aspects of photography and how they inform the more abstract artistic aspects of photography so damn well. He just like and and his his just knowledge of the history and the and the craft of it. It it combines a lot of YouTubers into into a great a great place to just experience photography really well. Yeah. And his videos are in and of themselves, an editing masterpiece. His transitions and and just how he goes about and how he goes about to explain everything and it's uh, it, it, he he must have like a master's degree in VFX. It's amazing. Well, he's sponsored by Squarespace. You know, you know that's by the way. There's tears to the, the photographer YouTuber. If you get to be sponsored by Squarespace, that means that you've hit a tier. I'm not there yet, by the way. I I do get I do get free stuff. Like I got a free Viltrox lens recently, which I was like, fuck yeah, it's a $550 lens. So I'm, I'm starting to crack into some things. Uh, but he has a half a million. I have uh, four thousand. So I have a ways to go before I get Squarespace. Um, Tony and Choice. 
Tony and Chelsea Northrip don't like their channel at all. Uh, I don't click with it. I'm not talking shit about their content, but like, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they do clickbaity stuff. Like a lot of their titles are clickbaity. And I also feel like they're just kind of shills for certain companies and they come across that way. I'm not, I'm not I'm just saying your perception is reality. And I, I know that a lot of people like Tony and Chelsea Northrup. So I may get some flack for that, but I just have never gotten along with their channel. never really liked it. I also feel the same way about Peter McKinnon. Yeah. You know, when I was starting photography, I used to have a lot more passion for Peter McKinnon's content, but it, I don't know, like a lot of his stuff just seems like clickbaity. And it's not that he doesn't give great advice. He's like, you know, he's got a lot of cool stuff going on, but like his production qualities. And I mean, like, it, well, that's, that's what it it's is better than anybody's. I feel like that's what it is because like he'll, he'll talk about like setting up product photography and, and like how to take a like good product photo on the cheap. And like, he, what it was is like, it was just him going to like a thrift store and just picking up random items and then like putting it in front of like $10,000, if not $20,000 worth of lighting and gear. And he just goes, see how easy it is to like shoot this. And yeah. Then, so easy. <laughs> like, and then, like, and now, now I'm going to plug my filters. Yeah. And if it wasn't, and even, even then like the photos were like, kind of like just boring, you know, it was kind of just like, like teal and orange, like grade of a watch. And it's kind of like, you know, when, when the photo, when the, the video came out, it might've been more relevant. It might've been like a Brandon Woeful era of like Instagram just becoming like, you know, this like right before it hit a billion users. Um, and like, yeah, his, his content just kind of seems to be like afterthought, like for guys who really don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of fans and, and he's really good at what he does. So definitely not talking shit. It's just a matter of how useful the channels are to us and his channel as aesthetically gorgeous it is, as, as it is to watch his channel. I don't really get a lot out of it. And, you know, I, I got to imagine if you're at that level, you know, it's like, oh, I got to plug things. Like I'm, I'm big now and I have things I have to sponsor. I have my own, I, you know, Vanessa Joy has to do it. She has her own insiders thing that yeah. she has to plug all the time. Uh, Peter McKinnon has to plug like his backpacks and his filters. Jared has to plug his, his, his fro packs. Uh, you know, I get it. And I just, whenever Jared's fro packs come up, I just skip 30 seconds and yeah. I, I go yeah, beyond it. I don't think McKinnon's that, um, that talented. I think he's, I think he's just one of those guys who just doesn't, he's, he's tenacious. So he's shooting on film now. I, I, I saw that. Like I, I actually, shooting, yeah, I interacted he, with him on threads. He's shooting on film and he's getting a lot of heat for like starting with Leica. And it's just like, what is, you know, what does it matter if you, you know, if you've been using like a $10,000 If I, if I was for, Peter McKinnon, I would start on Leica. I know. Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's sense. like the guy who uses the $20,000 lighting setup to show you how simple everything yeah, is. Yeah, why right. would they not shoot on a Leica? But it was funny. Cause he was like, he was doing a humble brag and I wouldn't say it was a humble brag. He was doing a brag on his fridge. And I was like, I'm not usually the type of person to throw it out on the table, but I was like, check out my fridge. And he's like, Whoa. I'm like, that's right, bro. <laughs> and you can afford it. I have to, it's, that stuff costs a lot more to me. <laughs> it, it does. I'm still, I'm still like hacking film uh, right now. Just pushing 160 to 400 well, instead of paying for Porta. Well, we wanted, we wanted to make sure that we talked about channels that we don't get anything out of. Cause we thought it'd be too low. We thought it'd be too easy to just talk about, you know, kiss people's asses. We, we thought we'd throw out some big popular channels of people who probably now hate us. So they probably will never hear of who we are. So we're not really that worried about it. But even yeah. if they do, who cares? No, they they, they have like a one, they have like two million subscribers. So a, what do we yeah, care? Peter McKinnon showed the process of shooting a Hyundai commercial that was like fully funded and everything with all the best cameras and lighting. And it ended up like, you can go watch it. Like, it was it was just the most like fucking shitty narrative like shitty commercial like like there were there were like it was structured weird it didn't make any sense it was a car commercial for Hyundai's like newest red crossover and it's during the Christmas season and he has all this gear 
And he makes such a subpar commercial where it was like, it was just like slow-mo, like this fucking like good looking Santa getting in a car and getting out of a car and getting in a car and getting out of a car. And it's just like, it's like, that's, that's what you come up with. You have all this access and that's what you come up with. I know guys in Zimbabwe who can have, you know, a better narrative with, with their iPhones shooting something. It's just, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, they've got the resources, they have the means, but there's really like that in terms of create creativity, like they shouldn't be behind the wheel. I need to let you see my buddy, Mike Lee. He's from Hong Kong. He shoots uh, Porsche and Mercedes Benz commercials. And he does, um, it's insane. The amount of like work he has to do and the amount of layers he has in Photoshop and all that. But anyway, uh, we're going to wrap it up and we're going to call it a day. We thank each and every one of you for listening to today's episode. Uh, Check us out at f11pod.com or use the uh, the extension, the, what is the word I'm looking for? The uh, handle, that's what it is, f11pod. We thank you all. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to have some cool guests in the studio. And uh, yeah, until next time, kids, chase light and not algorithms. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about this podcast, go to www.f11pod.com.